We're live. It's happening. Always. Oh, Brian, how you feeling today? You know, <clears throat> there's a, a slight sense of relief and a slight deadness in my arm. <laughs> mm, yes, you heard it here first, folks. Brian, one. Brian got his first injection for the superhuman serum. Yeah. That's uh, what you told me, right? Yeah. Captain I, America? I don't want to be Captain America. I want to be the Winter Soldier. I'm not totally opposed to that. But I mean, I would want to be Captain America. Right. Because I'm, like saving that. That I'm reserving that spot for when you get the serum. Oh, God. You're so fucking sweet, yeah. dude. Did they give, they did give the Winter Soldier yeah. the yeah, same yeah. serum. Yeah, they both or have a similar, the, a similar have serum. A, yeah, they both have super serum. Because the, the serum that they used on Captain America was destroyed. Right. I think the so super serum, serum was essentially hijacked by Hydra. Yeah. And then Bucky turned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If you guys want to hear us talk about Marvel in a full episode, there is one back in the uh, God, we should do another one. The archives. I, I think you know, I, I think don't if know. we're gonna do another one, I want to bring on um Jason. Yeah. Well that would be cool. That'd be fun. I, I don't know how well received the music one has been. I think it's been fine, I'm sure, in terms of plays, but I haven't yeah. gotten as much feedback as they as I normally do. I know Christine said that she agrees with you on all your I music. <laughs> no, she didn't agree with me on Coldplay. Oh, yeah. That's probably the first time she's ever disagreed with anything yeah, you've ever said, ever. <laughs> Coldplay. She's so funny, yeah. dude. Yeah, she's great. She actually did message me. But I yeah. haven't, I, there wasn't as much, um, uh, I, I don't know. You know, we get our, Yeah, Interaction. well, we usually get our, you know, our, our, uh, really loyal listeners. And then there's usually some peripheral uh, listeners that we get some feedback on. I didn't get that from the music. So if you did enjoy that, let us know. I'm also waiting to hear back. What was your first CD? Mine? Oh, no, 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 I was no, like, no. I swear to God. I no, for the, for, the, <laughs> for the audience. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I did enjoy talking um, music. And I think it's always fun to kind of take a little bit of a break. Uh, from politics and yeah uh, you know right now there's not there's a lot going on but there's not this uh you know transcendent yeah you know issue where mm -hmm. we're like oh my god like it's all about immigration right. it's all about you know the economy mm -hmm. so we're gonna do like another rapid fire one tonight where we kind of get mm -hmm. to do a, a a shallow breath yeah i mean call me a pyromaniac but i love rapid fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i love it i love yeah. it yeah i've been keeping that joke on the back burner <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm on you fire know, you know what's funny uh one of our one of our listeners actually reached out and i hadn't talked to him in a little bit of a while so hey mark uh he reached out and he was like hey you know it's funny though i can never tell when you guys are like drinking whiskey or not and i'm like i don't know what that says about the <laughs> podcast because i don't drink very i don't think either of us have drank very often before There's... the podcast in a long time yeah and if we do we were usually like the really late night ones yeah well i think that probably in the last like i would even go back as far as like the last 25 episodes i would say only two of them yeah we've actually drank before or during the episode so i don't know if it's just that we're just that much more fun now yeah than i think it's when had, we first started it probably has something or to do with like the late nights and just being a little uh more slap happy i was gonna say overtired but yeah slap happy is a proper term for that <laughs> <laughs> well i hope it's certainly not that the content has uh diminished by by any stretch but you know i would say that it you know the the podcast has done very well 
but it hasn't inflated our egos at all. Mm, that one's good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, we're still very humble. That's a solid. We're very humble, but you know what is starting to inflate? The U.S. economy, it baby. Is. It is. It is. Yeah, that's an eight out of ten. It's an eight out of ten. Yeah, that's an eight out of ten for. Okay. Uh, I'll buy for segways. Okay, um, and the reason I say that is this: one, of, and you brought this up uh, when we first talked about. Uh, stimulus checks. The stimulus checks mm-hmm. and yeah. you know repairing the economy and and I still stand that that this was definitely the right path and there's still talks of a fourth Agreed. or a fifth and yeah, I don't I don't know necessarily if we want to keep going but I the, don't think so. Well, there's also the child care credit coming. Yeah, which I think is is you know good, especially as you know summer rolls in and then yeah. we go back into the schools and hopefully schools are. Um, going to be fully reopened but if they're not then you definitely need some help and if if they are even still you know you have after school programs that might not be as um uh fully packed etc so there's just there's definitely going to be some some issues with uh funding so you know the child care credit will be very beneficial to uh, a lot of americans however i will say this there's been inflationary um i guess there's some certain consumer goods that are starting to see really high inflation levels just because of number mm-hmm. one, the demand is there because of some of the artificial um, stimulating of the economy, right? So by injecting this capital into the economy, demand can go up, but the supply has not kept up. Yeah. Well, and part of the increase in prices too, that I think that I want to point out right from the very beginning is not necessarily just like, uh, there being more cash, um, you know, out there in the ether. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of it has to do with gasoline prices increasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it breaks down to just like the general cost of goods because some goods are harder to get right now. Yeah. I mean, we look at what, what do you think is one of the most crazy ones that you've heard? Gosh, I've heard, uh, um, I'll give two. The first one that I thought was crazy was aluminum. Yeah. And that was for, and the way that I found out about that is because I couldn't get certain kegs of beer in to mm-hmm. the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I say, oh gosh, well that really sucks. Like, you know, w- you know, what's the reason for the shortage? Or it just, is it just increased sales because more restaurants are opening? They're like, no, we can't get aluminum right now to keg the beers. Yeah. Um, and that affects everything yeah. because you start looking at, you know, your local supermarket and, oh, you know, yeah. all the different canned goods. Yeah. And that spikes the price. Well, right. okay, now, you know, what once was felt like an oversupply of canned goods, right? right? Because there weren't restaurants buying mm-hmm. all these canned goods maybe. Yeah. And then, okay, well, now it's caught up and the demand has superseded because, okay, there's not enough aluminum. They have yeah. enough beans, corn, whatever, well, to, and even in some of those cases, well, there's not enough of that. But yeah, so so the supply to actually you know provide for those canned goods is there, right? Generally speaking, but the actual you know can to transfer the goods into right. the supermarket is not, and mm-hmm. then you start to see then a run on you know the fresh goods, right? Yeah. So and so then that goes too. Yeah, it's a domino effect. And then the other one I was going to mention was uh, lumber. Yeah, huge, and it's like. It's crazy to think, you know, leading into this, I was like, oh, if I'm working from home, mm-hmm. you know, this summer, maybe that's like a time to look at redoing oh, the patio or something right like now, that. It's not, yeah. And then I looked at the prices of lumber. Yeah. And it just skyrocketed. Yeah. You want to hear a crazy little uh, yeah. tidbit? Yeah. 
Um, I was, I was, so I was just looking into this today. They're saying, and I was actually watching Warren Buffett give a speech, um, which he's, he's pretty sharp for a 91 year old. Yeah. Um, yeah. Him and, uh, Munger. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing the Berkshire half the way. Yeah. 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 Same thing. Um, but, uh, he was talking about it's adding an average of $36,000 to the price of a house. Yeah. I mean, just because I think they said something like 25% of the cost of the house or 40%. I can't, I don't remember that number off the top of my head is, is just from the actual wood for framing. Well, and, and you know, the thing is with COVID it had such a monumental impact. And, and I, if you recall, you know, our interview with Jason, uh, when you talked about food and food banks and, and such like that, <clears throat> where when you look at how uh, food insecurity is impacted, not only when this, you know, crazy time period hits, it's also long after. Right. We're seeing yeah. the effects of the pandemic. We're starting to open up and we're all excited. The economy and all our jobs and blah, blah, blah. Everyone's really excited. Right. But we're still going to feel some of the ramifications. It's yeah. like. It's like a, a really good night of drinking, and then the next day you're going to pay for it. Right. Yeah. So we're starting to feel like almost like the roaring 20s, where we're like mm-hmm. this economy is starting to boom again. And is it booming too rapidly? Right. It's the, uh, the COVID of economies because they still, you know what I mean? The effects of COVID, uh, they're finding even more so now are much longer lasting than you think. Right. Um, and, and if you think, yeah, that's actually really good. I like that. Boom, rest. Um, I was thinking of you know cars, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so there's essentially a shortage of cars, and the reason for that is, is well, companies like Hertz yeah. had to completely unload their entire fleets, right, to stay, to stay liquid, so they didn't have to declare bankruptcy, right? And when that happens, okay, now it's opening back up. There's this huge demand, so they buy two hundred fifty thousand cars right. all at once. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the Fords and GMs can handle that. But then came a computer chip shortage. So replenishing that amount of cars became very difficult. And now we're seeing another shortage of cars where it's like, okay, what do we do here? There was a shortage because of how many workers could work in, you know, facilities and factories. And then now we're seeing a shortage because there were, you know, not enough chips and that delayed, you know, progress for, for assembly, et cetera. So it's very interesting where there's demand now, right? Mm -hmm. People, you know, the people that are utilizing that stimulus money the way it's intended, not everyone is, but some are, you know, utilizing that saying, Hey, I can put, you know, a down payment on a car, right? I got, you know, you know, a family of four, you know, got X amount of money and they're like, well, now we can afford the minivan that we wanted. Our our other one is down. Well, is there going to be a minivan available? And if so, with, with a spike in demand, prices continue to go up. And that's, that's why we start to see inflation is when supply can't meet demand, prices generally go up. And inflation over long periods of time is a very, very good thing. We yeah, want what do they want to keep it at? It's like they want to keep it under 3%. Yeah, yeah. That's a very natural attrition rate for for both unemployment and um, inflation, right? Mm-hmm. We want to have that mobility. Well, because if, if you don't have inflation, your economy is not, it's, it's basically, it's not, stag- it's not sta- or it's stagnating. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And and so this is a really interesting period. And I see the Biden administration trying to downplay 
the idea of, well, there's inflation and, and there is, and they're not denying it, but they're like, this is a short term inflationary period right. because the, the economy is booming all of a sudden, which is a very good sign long term. Well, and what they said, too, is something along the lines of if inflation goes above 3% for too long, they have a plan. Yes, yes. We've all heard that before. Well, I actually really, I really like Janet Trump, Yellen. Trump joke. That was a Trump joke. Oh, Trump joke. Trump Remember, joke. he said he had, he had a plan for uh, health, oh, health care. Health care, yeah. <laughs> Still waiting they on it. it. <laughs> Brian's there. It's there. He it's handed it to uh, the, the lady from PBS. Oh, that's right. Or 60 Minutes. It was 60 Minutes. Yeah, and it was all, yeah, yeah. paper. Just a uh, giant binder, blank he, sheets. He ran a Dunder Mifflin and took out their warehouse and then yeah, dropped yeah, it on yeah. her lap. <laughs> Nothing was even printed on it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a very interesting time period. The, the big concern is also from the Wall Street perspective. Now, I'm not going to ever be the biggest advocate for Wall Street, but they do. there is some pushback in, against the Fed in terms of raising interest rates to combat yeah. the inflation. Right. Because they're saying, like, listen, this is a good expansion. We need this as we've kind of dealt with such a difficult previous year. Yeah. But it's, you know, that, that engine is revving. It's revving. It's redlining. Yeah, yeah. Do you want it to redline too long? No. Otherwise, you know, it'll combust. So we're, we're trying to say... We're trying to find that equilibrium, right? Right. To keep this economy building and strengthening so it can handle the little dip that's naturally going to come. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do we do we see it redlining too much where we have to start pulling back even sooner than yeah. we wish? So it's a very, very interesting thing. But like I said, the uh, CPG uh, interest rate, or not interest rate, uh, inflation rate, so the, the price of consumer goods um, went from four, uh, got up to 4.2%. Mm-hmm. So like we said, 3%, 1 to 3% is usually very good. Mm-hmm. Last year we had only, I think it was like 1.3% inflation yeah. which was very relatively low usually we're in the twos yeah i was looking at a graph and it's like always in the twos but in this past month we saw a jump to 4.2 percent and that's when you start seeing you know the 60s right where we you know all of a sudden oil's going skyrocketing um part of that's because of the pipeline too though right so the the interesting thing for biden is you don't want to be jimmy carter leading into reagan Right. So you have to get this inflation under control before it starts to become a talking point of the GOP. Yeah. Um, Very similarly. Who else was it? Leading into a Republican. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't. Was it Johnson? Yeah, it might have been Johnson. Yeah, it was it was definitely Johnson in, into Nixon. Mm-hmm. That's who it was. Yeah, okay, yeah. so there was an inflationary period from Johnson, um, and that became a talking point of Republicans. Right? Well, we need mm-hmm. to. How do we do that? We tuck, uh, you know, cut taxes and work on the supply side economics, which usually we've talked about in the past mm-hmm. isn't the most effective path, but it is the quickest path to cut inflation. Correct. And that was another thing that Reagan talked about mm-hmm. from Carter to Reagan. Now, there were also, you know, a lot of other factors that, you know, caused the inflation. Right. right? We had Vietnam War. We had oil crises, et cetera. Um, but in general, that becomes a big talking point. So leading into 2024, if we've experienced this inflationary period that becomes too detrimental too long where you can't say this isn't the pandemic anymore. Right. Or at least you can pretend it's not 
that becomes a big talking point in the 2024 election. Yeah. Um, what's interest, interesting about that too is like, um, it's so easy now for talking like little talk. Well, it's not little talking point, but a talking point like that to like make such a, an impact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On, on presidential elections too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's, I think it's interesting. I really prefer, you know, uh, those types of conversations, those, you know, battles over economics mm-hmm. rather than, you know, the the Twitter wars and the he said, she said bullshit that we've been seeing, you know, um, really since, you know, the Obama after the Obama administration election. Right? Yeah. So 2016 between Hillary and, and Trump and then yeah. between Trump and Biden. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> It really became a he said, she said, he said this, you know, she said deplorables. He said, yeah. you know, they're all rapists and murderers. And it's all about that instead of talking economic policy. Like, I, I would rather we go with, you know, Keynesian theory and, and demand side economics rather than supply side. But people can make the case for supply side. And I'd love to have those conversations or or better yet, have politicians have, have those, those conversations. conversations. Yeah. Instead of what they're arguing about nowadays. Yeah. Right. Little silly. Yeah. So what do we want to move on to next? If we're doing if we're doing some rapid fire, Kev, what what are you thinking? We I did mention a guy I, named Donald Trump. You know Trump. what? I was literally just gonna say that. You know, I think that it's been a long time since you've been really riled up on this podcast. I mean Well, you know, the thing I've is, gotten you riled up, but like <laughs> yeah. not Trump riled up. Yeah. It's a totally different Brian. It's like that's like going from black bear to grizzly bear. You know, I've I hope Actually, that's like going grizzly to polar bear. You know, polar bears are the only ones that actively like hunt humans. There's a whole like force of people in Russia that are dedicated to like keeping polar bears out of certain towns. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I never knew that. I learned that on a podcast. I wonder, I wonder if they're just ready to hunt humans because of the food supply in general is a little bit more. I think it's sparse. probably a mix- I think it's probably a mixture of things. They're just total badasses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this won't rile me up too much. Although I was thinking as you're, <laughs> you're as talking, talking about, about the bears. bears. <laughs> no, it was funny. Like you probably haven't had to sit there and manage my levels quite as much as you once used to. No. Now the issue that I run into is like you'll be quiet. Yeah. I'm, a and I'm like, what the calm. fuck is this? <laughs> I will <laughs> say, I'm pretty calm about this because. Uh, it's it's interesting because the Trump organization, which we had talked about oh, being investigated times. quite a few times we leading up to, to the election. And I was like, man, the SDNY, so the Southern District of New York and the Manhattan District Attorney, they have some they have some shit up their sleeve. Um, and you combine that, that out. you combine <laughs> you combine that with the Mueller report, which has also come under fire in the sense that William Barr did a lot to kind of push that aside. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more there than, you know, the, he allowed to, to be seen. But with that in mind, you know, this has been investigated for quite some time in terms of the Trump organization. So it's not necessarily just Donald Trump, but he, right. he's the head of the organization. It's, it's his name. Uh, there's been a lot of instances or, Issues with how they claim their real estate properties, they value them, um, you know, their asset valuation in general, their uh, balance sheets, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of gray area. Corporate America stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, is, you know, 
the Trump organization probably operates very similarly to a lot of massive corporations. Certainly, yeah. With that in mind, you know, you can play in the gray area, but it's dangerous because if you do something that goes just a step too far, now you're in big trouble. And I think that's what the district attorney has said. You've, you went way too far. And essentially what's, what's happening now is they are bringing in a grand jury to see, do they have enough evidence in order to send out charges? So what charges would they be looking at? Well, it, it all depends. I mean, it really will come down to uh, what the grand jury says, but a lot of them are, are talking about um, uh, like phony accounting. Like it's it's the fraudulent it's, the it's, old numbers. Yeah, it's it's fraudulent um, valuations of your assets. Right? Yeah. They're they're bouncing you know the value of of their real estate in order to leverage equity and collateral for right. future loans and future businesses, et cetera. And when you do that, you know, you you frauded, you defrauded the the bank loaning you the money. And there's a reason that no banks were loaning Donald Trump money Until Deutsche except, Bank. except Deutsche Bank, which yeah. had a lot of influence from overseas. Yeah. Particularly of, of the, the Russian sort. Um, so this is going to be very interesting what else comes out as they've you know, we still have never seen his full tax returns and all mm-hmm. that because he he didn't want to, you know, release them as he was being audited. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to find out more as to what he did with his organization. I like to call Deutsche Bank uh, the laundromat. <laughs> Why is that? Because they like to launder the money. Ooh, ooh. I'm just kidding, Deutsche Bank. I don't know that to be a fact, but. They're not going to sponsor us. They're a launderer. <laughs> We will take all laundromat uh, sponsors, but not Deutsche Bank. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing. So, and the reason I wanted to bring this up is to actually temper people's expectations, and that's why mm-hmm. I'm not freaking out. You know, either excited or mad or anything. It's just a it's a preliminary step to really see. Okay, do we have enough to bring charges? You they, know, there are some <clears throat> witnesses that might have to testi- testify. Yeah, that are like former Trump employees and stuff that might be forced to testify, which would be. You know, it could be very damning long term. The power of the subpoena. Yeah. Um, and and to your point about not trying to overhype it too. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to think back to the um, the impeachment trials. Mm-hmm. You know, where everybody thought there was enough evidence to convict, no problem, it's mm-hmm. not going to be mm-hmm. an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see this playing out that way as well. Well, um, what I will say is, there's not. A Senate made up of your own party. Correct. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Major advantage. That's yeah. home court advantage right yeah. there. Yeah. Or home field advantage, depending on what no, sport you're no, playing. No, no, no. Home court. Get it? Home court. Oh. I did, see, I am like you, so you, dad you, joke you centered. You had it there. That I, no, I'm so dad joke centered that I just like, I don't even fucking, yeah. it just yeah. naturally comes out yeah. of me. Yeah. Home court advantage, <laughs> baby. That was good. Oh, gosh. I don't even know if they really say that. But actually, you know, this the grand jury will assess the case, the evidence, and then say you have enough, you know, uh, charges or enough evidence to bring forth charges on these counts or whatever. And that's when they can say, yeah. okay, we're going to get this ball rolling. Yeah. Um, now, if if this moves forward, mm-hmm. obviously he's facing fines. Uh, it depends. Fraud, fraud, fraud could be jail time. Yeah. But the thing is, is 
you know, would it you, all be him? Would it be exactly. people that work for him? It's, it, it will like have that. to yeah. be direct. If if he were to face jail time, it would have to be he directly acted on those fraudulent yeah. claims or yeah, whatever. Or one of his you know employees. he gave he gave the the go ahead for the employees. He directly signed off on it. Something along those lines. Right. Um, my guess is that he has enough insulation there. Yeah, uh, and that's how he's kind of skated by throughout his entire life. Is you know. You, you know, inflating and insulating, right? He inflates, you know, his wealth and, you know, his, his value, Mm -hmm. um, and then insulates himself. So he can never face any repercussions because of those inflations. Gosh. Can I ask you uh, a question sidebar, but related to Trump? Sure. Um, what are your thoughts on, um, all the things going around right now? I, I call it the Trump syndrome. Okay where a lot of Republicans or GOP members are really kind of taking things that are happening in the Biden administration. And the one that, and, and this, and this will kind of tell you how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that, that really stuck out or, t- or, you know, stuck out to me was uh, Kamala Harris, the hand wipe. She wiped her hand off after she shook someone's, someone's hand. And I think Fox news attacked her, which I don't know. Um, and a couple of other people too, a couple other news outlets saying that if Donald Trump would have done that, it would have been the end of him. And, but there's a lot, and that's not the only one, but there's a whole lot of that going on. Um, and I mean, my, my position is you should never compare the current president to a prior president. Like, listen, if, if the U S doesn't like you, you know, you can't, not everybody can be as lucky as JFK and have the highest uh, (laughs) approval rating of all time while sleeping around with half the women in the world. Must have been good because they all approved. Uh, yeah, they all approved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you stood at attention and they saluted back. <laughs> and then you went there. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts on it, though? Because to me, it's, yeah. it's meaningless. I, so here's I the think thing. It's just, I think it's a silly argument. Uh, yeah. I, 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 but I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I think in terms of um, how we compare... That, I mean, that's how we just, that's how we have to do, you know, anything is like we have to compare to a standard or right. we, we compare to the past, right? In right. order to see mm-hmm. where we're at and where yeah. we're going, right? Um, whether it's in business and we're, you know, modeling out our future expectations, we right. have to look at, okay, well, what's the growth trajectory? Where did we start? Where did we, where are we at now? Mm-hmm. And how does that trajectory look going forward? Right, right, right. Um, and it's very similar to the presidency. And, I do think there are instances where maybe Donald Trump was, you know, judged a little harshly, even by myself. But at the same time, the problem with him was there was so much adding up. And that's the big issue. It wasn't like, okay, Kamala had this little glitch, right? Yeah. A little yeah. glitch in the matrix. She, did, she didn't perform perfectly. Okay, fine. We forget they're humans. Right. Like, I remember when Obama, and this was a big speaking point, like, one of his biggest controversies on Fox News was that he wore a tan suit, and they talked about it for days mm. on end. He the good old Obama suit. administration. And, you know, there were there were elements to the Obama administration that should have been, you know, critiqued a good amount, whether oh, it's yeah. drone, drone strikes or, you know, the ACA not being, you know, they, they compromised way too much on the ACA to be fully effective, et cetera. Benghazi, right? yeah. So we had instances where, but like, it's things like you just brought up with, you know, Kamala or, or, you know, Biden picking the dandelion or whatever and uh, giving it to Jill. Like, you know, Fox News went bonkers over that. I think that's so sweet. I thought it was too. 
But like my kids do that for my wife all the time. Yeah, it was well, it was and it was the the white one. It was like the mm-hmm. little blowy kind. Yeah, you know that's really fun. But anyways, I, and you know what's funny is I had a whole thing lined up that I was going to say after you said that, and you literally said exactly what I was going to say. Oh really? Yeah. That the the reason because I I agree with you. I think that there were times where people, um, and and definitely you, uh, that were very like overly critical. But but you- here's the thing, Biden's not. Biden's not like lying openly all the time. He's I, not I getting caught him. and everything. Yeah, I haven't seen him lie. Well, I'm sure he is. He's a politician. You know. Well, the, you know, I mean, you know, if we we shouldn't if you, stereotype. If you break down politic in Latin, mm-hmm. poly means many, and tick means blood sucking creature. Yeah, you know who I heard that joke from? Me. No, Robert Reich. Oh, really? Yeah, I love him. Oh, I love that joke. Yeah. Um, he also. <laughs> He also said politics was wearing him down. And if you've ever seen him, he's like four foot five eight. He's he's very short. And uh he's he's I mean, he was the labor secretary, big advocate of uh of big government now and, and stuff like that. But he's yeah. you know. Uh anyways, I I I like when I would see Trump do stupid things, mm-hmm. like stare directly into a solar eclipse, like <laughs> I didn't go off on those things. Like my biggest things were like not only mess ups, but like when he would double down, those were the things you, you, you screwed up and you never own it. Those were when I would get really enraged. But if he would have screwed up and and owned it and I would be like, you know, at least he, at least he, you know, backtracked and, you know, whatever, walked it back a little bit, but he never did. And that's when I would get really enraged. But if he wore a tan suit, you'd go fucking ballistic. (laughs) I didn't, I, yeah. (laughs) God. No, I don't know, man. He wore those tan tan shorts when tan pants when yeah. golfing. Yeah, 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 with the white he, polo. Yeah, he pulled that off. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it really brought out the orangeness here. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, to to kind of, you know, summarize here, I, I do think there were instances of of Trump getting a little too much um, grief, mm-hmm. but. In other instances, not enough. So I feel right. like it basically balanced because there was so much shit he was pulling right. that it was hard to keep up on. And sometimes you took it out on the wrong thing. Like you focused the frustrations on something stupid like the solar eclipse stare. Now. Right. Um, and, you know, who knows whether he or the sun won. Uh, or, but instead of, you know, saying, Hey, you know, listen to this speech and what he's saying about economic policy or, you know, injecting bleach into your, into your veins. Yeah. I thought that was taken out of context. Didn't he say like, I'm not going to try to, you know what? I'm not even going to go down the fucking Trump rabbit hole right now with you, Brian. (laughs) Please don't, please don't. Um, one last thing I thought was interesting is I was listening to an interview with the CEO of Airbnb. Mm. You know, Airbnb is is an incredible company that really unlocked, and, uh, as well as Verbo, um, but unlocked the potential for people similar to Uber and Lyft, allowing people to utilize their cars to make money. You know, Airbnb allows people to, you know, either utilize their own property when they're on vacation, hey, yeah. rent this house, or people have really gone into buying their properties, renovating them, yeah. and using them as strictly Airbnb. as Airbnbs. And um, he was talking about how over the last, you know, 12 years of of the company, um, they've studied travel, obviously, because that's one of the most impactful parts of their businesses if people are traveling. And he was saying that 
we're seeing a catch up in travel to similar to 2019. So travel in general is, is getting back to normal, mm-hmm. but he's saying that business travel will never be the same. Interesting. And he's saying that because essentially the businesses that, you know, used to fly people around and, you know, deal, you know, oh, you got to be there every, you know, f- you know, Thursday or Wednesday through Friday, you know, in order to get this deal done. Mm-hmm. Instead, you don't, you know, you fly them on the third Friday or the third, you know, Wednesday through Friday now because you can do Zoom meetings for those smaller meetings, those catch ups or whatever yeah. review sessions. You can do that through Zoom. Hmm. I think that there's going to be an element to business travel that will never go away. I think that it'll continue on. I think that there's a lot of companies that value that FaceTime. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was intended. I got it. It, was I got intended. It. it was intended. I got it I after. That. I actually but, didn't catch it at first. I know. I'm glad it's you. Okay. I'm getting real witty over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I think there's a piece of that won't that won't go away. I think that it, it's valued, especially in some cultures. You know what I mean? to do a business deal in person. Um, so I think that will continue on, but I think that we will see a shift and a change um, leaning more towards pleasurable travel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Vacations, um, sightseeing, things like that. Um, going to visit family. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be a bulk of the travel uh, industry's business from now on. Yeah. I think in general, there's, two things going for that argument that side of the argument where business travel might be uh you know dwindling not dwindling but definitely declining a little bit yeah but also seeing more leisure travel and i think that's because of remote work more people working from home or have the accessibility to say hey i want to take this you know small vacation where i don't need to take my paid time off i'll still work i'll still do my work yeah, from a, a remote you know position, location, yeah. a remote location, yeah, and that just makes sense. Like, oh, it's you know Christmas time. I don't have to take as much time off. Yeah. I get to Aunt Susie's where you know my family is staying. You know, for the next week, right? I can get there. You know, on Sunday instead of leaving. You know, taking Monday Tuesday off, I go. Yeah, you know, and travel there Sunday, and then I stay Monday Tuesday. I'm just online. I work. Yeah. And then I take that Wednesday through Friday off, you know, or however that would work. Right. You're and then your family is enjoying that vacation time certainly. as well. So yeah, certainly. it's it's a really mutually beneficial situation. I think also there's going to be movement towards either and I think in the next ten years it's gonna be much more commonplace, but um four day work weeks. There's some companies that have yeah. experimented with four day work weeks that are um showing more productivity mm-hmm. and obviously general happiness goes up within the company. Right. I think people in general um, are realizing that there's so many automotive processes and that you can do like the face to face work, the sales work, whatever yeah. the case is and get all that done. And then the process behind it, you know, yeah. the, the data collection, the paperwork, whatever I think in general is, is able to be done by, Uh, machine learning, you know, better than you anyways. So, you know, the more we can automate those processes, the better off we are. Yeah. See now, and the only throwback to the, um, the business travel for me is, um, at the restaurant I talked to, and again, this is a very localized, very small uh, group of people, but a lot of the people that I talk to that are big time travelers for business, I mean, they're doing it again. 
they're back out there. They're back flying around. Um, you know, and I, and I, I noticed this at first because a lot of my regulars when, you know, shit hit the fan and, um, they had more time at home, they were all working from home. I, yeah. would, I would see them, you know, three, four days a week. Yeah. Um, and now it's back to that. I see them maybe twice one week. I don't see them for a couple of weeks. Then I see them, you know, twice yeah. again, three weeks yeah. later. And a lot of them are doing traveling now, not only, you know, two or three of them do international travel for business. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones are all doing just within the U S which is a little bit different. And, you know, maybe we'll see that like somebody traveling from, you know, whatever Colorado to New York yeah. to do some business. But that international is where I went. I, I think that we'll see the biggest decline. Interesting. Again, that's that's not. It's based just on personal experience. Hey, and this and is talking what the podcast is. Sometimes um, we make our own assumptions and opinions. Yeah, maybe in like thirty years, we can look back at this episode and be like, Kevin was right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Do we have time for one last thing? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, I was going to say, speaking of international travel, mm-hmm. something that you always like is you know conspiracy theories. Fucking and, love them. And one of the things that is coming out is. You know, the World Health Organization had denied that there was any chance that the mm. uh, coronavirus had stemmed from a lab. And the Biden, the Biden administration had also kind of tamped that down and said, ah, there's just not enough evidence to be mm. throwing out those kind of accusations. But the Biden administration has doubled back and said, not doubled back, but said, mm, we're no, going to we're going to we're going to double investigate this. We're going to bring this back and investigate again and really make sure we're thorough. So if we do say it didn't come in a lab. We know for sure. Well, and what's funny is you, you, even early on, the head of the CDC was saying that it was a high enough probability that it shouldn't be ruled out. Correct. You know what I mean? So you have the CDC saying that you have, and this goes back to what I was saying with Trump syndrome. This is, that was another thing that was brought up was the whole uh, lab leak. Because mm-hmm. Trump, the Trump administration, they were they were hardcore on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, you had the world health organization, you had everybody saying, Oh no. Um, you know, even Dr. Fauci hasn't come out and said it. He said it can't be ruled out. Right. But he was saying he didn't think it was likely. And that was that whole argument with him and Rand Paul for the second time when they were talking about gain of function research. Right. Um, which is so messed up that they're doing that. Um, (laughs) but anyways, um, yeah, I don't, I, I honestly, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. Um, I mean, I guess it is now. Well, I think it started out kind of in that conspiracy theory. In the fringe, yeah. Fringe, yeah. That's a great way of putting it. It was in the fringe. You know I was going to love this, didn't you? Like when when it was ready to come out of your mouth, you're like, God, it's going to love this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think it's interesting because I I am still not a buyer of it, but... I am. I'm not. not a, I'm not a 100 percent buyer of it. Well, that's, but like I used to be made. I, I used to feel stupid for thinking like I don't know. It makes a lot of sense because back in 2019 and 2018, um, that that Wuhan lab was cited like three or four times yeah. for like mishandling of things, mislabeling of things. Yeah. Um, and then in 20 or just before the pandemic started in 2019, you well, I guess it had already started, but. Um, there was actually an occurrence of like, I think it was either three or four workers at the lab that got really, really sick to the point that it had to be hospitalized. Oh. Um, and of course, you know, I'm not trying to talk shit about China this time, but, um, I mean, they have downplayed a lot of stuff. Yeah. They're trans- as far- They're not exactly transparent right. with their efforts. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, so I-, I would say I am at a level of like 90% into it. You're ninety percent sure it was a lab. I'm or? ninety. I, I think 
Yeah, yeah, like 90% uh, of my uh, my thinking goes that way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even near that. But and That's okay. Yeah. But I, I, just think, think, it's, that, I think it's think, worth investigating yeah. further. And, and again, and I'll, I'll say this outright, I'm not a big fan of Rand Paul, but when I listened to him talking to Fauci about the gain-of-function research and about how basically... Um, We've been not we well no we have a as a country um, and even the CDC have been um, like not donating money across or overseas for it but they've been doing it here in the U.S. Mm. you know supporting this gain of function research which um, I think gain of function function research I'm gonna have to do more research on this research to be honest that's fine please do always double check everything I say no no not right now I mean sometimes we're, we're I gonna f- be sometimes I fire from the hip. Yeah. Like I'm doing right now. Um, I mean, it's real. I just don't know. I yeah, don't know and again, I'm not a doctor. So, I mean, everything Rand Paul could be saying could be outrageous. But they did show that the, the U.S. was basically funneling money to gain-of-function research, which Dr. Fauci said they weren't. Interesting. Yeah. Listen to the whole, listen to that, that whole exchange between yeah. the two of them. It's, it's a tough one to listen to because yeah. you can tell that they don't like each other. Yeah, I, I I love, you know, a good back and forth like yeah. an AFC Zuckerberg. And this one this one was not the worst uh you know, Rand Paul that I've seen. You know what I mean? It was he was very well prepared. Yeah. As he should be. And it, it helps that he is a doctor. Um why'd you roll your eyes? You guys can't see it, but Brian rolled his eyes. Is he not a doctor? No, he he was he was an ophthalmologist and Essentially, he has no licensure anymore. So you know, if somebody said that about I, if somebody said that about Doctor Jill Biden, Brian, you'd be freaking out. I don't. I don't consider myself a teacher anymore. I don't have a license. I think once a teacher, always a teacher. Mm. Fair. Here nor there. No, it's not here nor there. You're saying that ophthalmologists aren't doctors? No, I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm, I'm, saying I'm glad one I clarified that. Because I said, you don't think he's a doctor? Well, he's an ophthalmologist. That lost his licensure. Well, because he got to doing the whole government thing. No, I think he was like on the cusp of losing it because of and bad then practice. Went, and then went into politics. Because of bad practice. Oh, I don't see. I don't know any of that to be fact. Yeah. I don't know the whole story. I just, when people say, oh, it's, you know, he's a doctor, it's like, okay. Yeah, well, and the only reason I say that, too, is because The Hill has brought it up a lot, and they always say, you know, they always talk about that point, and I, tr- you know, I trust what they say. Yeah. But I, I get you. I get you. I yeah. get you. And I, and that's a big thing on the left is saying, oh, he's not really a doctor. No, I didn't say he's... I I think because he lost his licensure, if it was stripped away from him, he's definitely not a doctor. Well, then I would agree, yeah, for sure. But I again, I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. That'll be I another did, I did, one. I didn't do a full research into Rand Paul before the conversation. I didn't know we were going to go down the rabbit hole together. <laughs> this is one of those episodes where we took the... Was it the red pill that made you wake up in the Matrix? Uh, or was it the blue know. pill? I don't know. Well, whichever pill it, it was, we took it. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> Brian's Googling. Yeah. Intensely. Yeah, I'm, I don't care. I don't want to go to I don't either. Role. No, I don't either. I just, you know, yeah. this is why we had these conversations because I didn't know that he there was a possibility that he had lost his, his license. Yeah, the, his his practice was questionable. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it's not like um, like I I'm a firm believer that an ophthalmologist, a, a dentist, all of them are are true doctors. Yeah. The only one I'm very skeptical of is chiropractors. Fucking a! I was just gonna say that. That's because so I mean they don't they don't have to go through the whole length of school. Like Doctor Joe Biden did more schooling than yeah. a chiropractor. I want to get my doctorate in bartending. Can you do that? Um, I know you can get a doctorate in uh, distilling in Scotland. I was going to say, there's got to be some sort of chemical process, like, mm. you know, distilling or something. Or maybe even in, like, I wonder if there's, like, a doctorate in hospitality. They got a doctorate for everything nowadays. Yeah. You God. just got to do enough studying to be an expert in the field, right? That's what doctorate is really telling us, is yeah. you're an expert. And see, now field. I'm a firm believer that you're never an expert in anything. That you should always continue to learn. Well, and if you're one there's of there's always new information coming out. I think you're an expert if you're one of the brightest minds in that field. Okay. I don't think you're you're. No one should ever claim they know everything about any topic. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always more to learn. Yeah. Well, let's climb our way out of this rabbit hole here, Brian. <sighs> Fine. We went over some fun stuff today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> fun things like inflation. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we wrapped up on inflation. Uh, something to keep your eye on, but not panic about just yet. Similarly, uh, mm. the Trump case, something to keep your eye on, but yeah. not celebrate or panic yeah. yet, depending yeah. on which side of the coin you're on. Yeah, just keep uh, you know, keep an eye on it. Yeah, keep your eye on there. Keep your eye on the ball, as I tell my, my T-ballers. And then um, we also had, what, what was the third thing? What? I'm telling myself jokes in my head. I'm sorry. Because I said T-ballers? <laughs> no. No, it had nothing to do with that. Um, and then we talked about uh, travel. Yeah, business travel. Business travel. Uh, something to want to do. Do it. Yeah. Don't keep your eye on it. Pull the trigger. If you're vaccinated, you, you're you free to go. But go. only pull the trigger if you've gotten your void card. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. We're going to go down another rabbit hole. All right. Let's get out of here. Okay. Do good. Be great. I love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. The ones that he just let into the back with the misfits. How you gonna react? We insomniacs, we ain't get no sleep. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. Saints, that's pro, this is rock and roll. This is how I yell and I run This is bye bye, ta ta, audio. This is all or none, this is all I know. This that.